0: and vice versa when I start the day doing something for myself whether even if it's just a 10-minute walk it doesn't need to be this huge ritual but if I start the day for myself I find myself that I have
1: hello and welcome to finding your spark again I'm so glad we're back here talking to each other today I am truly lucky to have with us Sarah Paris, who is um, really gonna focus in for us on great days and how each great day can add up to a happy life. Motherhood was a dream come true and a nightmare realized for Sarah. Losing everything she identified with as soon as she became a mother, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally, lit a fire in her to help other moms to find their spark again. Being an experienced certified personal trainer, yoga instructor, and wellness coach for many years before gave her an awesome foundation to create a wellness company exclusively for moms and develop a successful 12-week transformation program that empowers moms of all ages and stages to prioritize their own wellness. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so
0: much for having me.
1: My pleasure. I love to talk about these topics, and you are doing such an incredible thing in the world with really uh, making a way for moms to find their way to this to this spark. Right. This is this is the whole reason I have this. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. I love it. Um, tell us a little bit uh, more than your bio says about how you uh, came to this work and what that transition was like for you.
0: Well, I've been a personal trainer since right after college, and I've worked with everyone and anyone, (laughs) anywhere from marathon runners to triathletes to high school athletes trying to get college scholarships, all very much goal-oriented as far as finish a race, beat a time, make a team, all these things. And then I had a baby of my own struggling beyond belief, to say the least, of what is this? I've seen my friends do it. Why does everyone make it look so easy? Had my own dark demons of postpartum depression and didn't even know it at the time. That's what I was dealing with because I wasn't sad per se. I wasn't crying. You know, I went to my doctor and said, I'm, this is what I'm feeling. I'm just like lost. I'm angry. And he's like, well, it's not really postpartum depression because there's th- you're not a lot of tears. And so I kind of went around my bit, my way, and was just like, "There's something. There's got to be more to this." So I saw what I went through, and then the more I talked to other moms and it was personal training other moms, I mean, mostly for weight loss, because that's what we as women do after having babies. We, we like try to lose the weight, but there's so much more that goes into that. Like the losing weight is like a pleasant side effect. I always say, like it's the digging deeper and finding that spark after having a baby that I think is so important. So I just, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with just helping moms. I obviously could connect to their experience and just really a little fire underneath me to be like, this is what I wanna do. So I created my own company and I've just exclusively work with moms now. I get some feedback from my male clients of the past that I shouldn't work with just moms, but that's where (laughs) my heart lies. And I think it's so important. They are. <laughs> They're like, well, what about us? I'm like, there's plenty of me out there for all of you. I wanted to focus on this population who falls to the bottom of the priority list so fast once this baby comes into the world. And I I experienced it myself. I lived it with my own mother not taking care of herself physically, mentally, emotionally for decades. And I just wanted to change the script. I want people to see that you can take care of yourself and still be a great mom. You can take care of yourself and self-care isn't selfish. If anything, it's better that you take care of yourself because you can give your best to everyone else in your life if you feel your best.
1: There's the way of looking at it that the airlines have taught us, right? With the mask on your face first mm-hmm. and it, it feels counterintuitive, doesn't it? When you're, you've got this beautiful being that you want to preserve in the world and to make sure it grows and you know has a beautiful life and develops in ways that you know are really important but none of it can happen
0: without you without you first i use that analogy a lot i said you know think about that air mask if you don't have that air mask you can't help anybody else and i feel the same way about taking care of ourselves in all three of those ways that we can't help other people unless our cup is full yeah well this is
1: great work and i will say i am not a mom but i really relate to your story of having gone through massive change that really challenges the way we look at ourselves. Because that's one of the big things that happens when we have life changes. We Whether we're moving or divorcing or marrying or uh, going through the loss of a loved one or having a child, we are now entirely energetically different than we were. A few weeks ago. That's a big change.
0: And you know, you read as a mom, as a new mom, you're like, I'm read every baby book that I could get my hands on. And then I have this baby. I'm like, all right, yeah, I know all the things, except not a one of them talked about how to take care of yourself after going through this major change. And that's where I think I really struggled. And I don't, I don't want other moms to struggle as I, as I struggled when I became a mom. Yeah, you brought up
1: a really great point with um, the doctors not quite getting the diagnosis and and I bring light to it not to say anything bad about anybody but to just say that we don't know everything and so that focusing back to yourself instead of outside of yourself. sometimes the answer isn't out there. Sometimes bad answers are out there like yours. Exactly. Right? I have mm-hmm. a problem. You don't look like you have a problem. everything's fine. And no wait, no wait, I have a problem and I, I need to move through it, right. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a really big piece of it is who can you trust during change? There's only one. It's you.
0: And if you think something's wrong, there's probably something wrong, like that gut intuition, which I've learned now to listen to a little bit more carefully, that it's there. Like if you think something's going on with your body, it doesn't matter what it looks like, sounds like to someone else, like there is something to that. And that's when I didn't give up on kind of pursuing what was going on. This something was not right.
1: That's great. So let's talk about how do we get to building a great day? Because I love that you start out of the gate with great. That's like, we're not shooting for like, it could be good. It could be okay. It could be better. You know, all of those things that we, those are what we reach for usually. But Mm -hmm. you said, no, no, no. We're going for great from the beginning.
0: Right from day one. As soon as you open, as soon as you open your eyes, honestly, it stemmed from just a really funny story. We were like right after college playing a board game called Loaded Questions. Just like a group of kind of random people. I was living in New York City at the time, sitting around like before we went out for the night, answering these questions. And one of the questions was, how many great days do you have in a year? So everyone goes around, they write on their little piece of paper, how many great days they have. And then the host reads it. And we try to pinpoint who said what kind of thing. Silly, silly little game of, you know, early 20s. And so we kind of go around the circle and people were like 10, 15, 1. And then my answer was read and it was like 287. And everyone started laughing and they're like, and they're like, what are you talking about 287? You can't have 287 great days. And I looked at the woman who wrote one and I was like, you only have one great day a year. And in my not so subtle self, I was like, why bother? Only one great day. And she explained, she's like, well, that's like when you get married or you have a baby or you have like a big life change that's a great day and really ever since then to be honest i'm like it's all about your perspective and it's all about how you look at things and how you like a lot of people preach like you have to be present and be in the moment way easier said than done but i do think there's a lot to it of i get up in the morning and i have my morning ritual and i look forward to it i wasn't always a morning person but i like how i start the day kind of on the right foot per se and really just kind of start the day for me. I get up before my family, usually before the sun, and I have my tea and I do my movement. I do a meditation and I just start the day with that perception of this could be a great day. And when my head hits the pillow at the end of the night, most days are great. Maybe not the whole thing. It's not like I'm I'm wearing funny glasses over here and seeing the world in a different way, but it's just how you roll with it. And, you know, there's going to be obviously moments, but bad moments don't equal bad days. And that's what I try to teach my kids, too, that we all have hard moments, but it doesn't need to be a complete wash of a day. And you should have way more great days than one a year. I think you should have at least 287. I love how specific that is. That's so great. It just stuck with me. I don't even know what made me write it at that time. Cause you're like, Oh, I don't know. That sounds like a good, good number for, for great days. Exactly. Exactly. Like, what were you doing on those
1: other days? If you could have know, 287, could you have 365? <laughs> um, so I love that. Uh, so, you know, you, you're talking about this reminds me of, you're really, t- you're talking about perspective
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: This is a game changer for the way that we experience the world. And uh, it really reminds me of this moment. I have a niece who married a lovely young man. And before they were married, we were talking, you know, auntie talking. And I said, what do you, what do you really love about? Like, what's the thing? You know, what's, what do you just find wonderful about him? And she said, oh, she went on and on, of course. And then she said, every day at the end of the day, He looks at a normal day. It was just a regular day. Nothing spectacular happened in it. And he says to me, this was a great day. And I thought, yes, you are being in your life. You are experiencing how good it can be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Really brilliant.
0: Well, my kids now, and they change the wording of it, but we say prayers at night before bed. And the first thing both of them say, and this is unprompted. It's not like I taught them this. They say, "Um, I want to thank God that I had the best day ever. Like every day they say this. And I'm like, and I love that. Best day ever. And it could have been the worst day day in the long time. But that's how they look at it. They go to bed thinking that they had the best day ever. And I'm like, wow, what a tool to have like going forward to thinking, even if things weren't great or we just stayed inside, it was a rainy day. We didn't do anything monumental, but to them it's, this was the best day ever. And I just, I find such joy in that.
1: Yeah. And that is such an incredible thing to carry from childhood, right. To be able to, Mm -hmm. to not just be able to reintroduce it as adults when we have beautiful children like that, but also to, to be able to carry that with us. You know, I was thinking about, so i i became a a coach and learned all these tools i don't know 10 or 15 years before i went through a very very dark time where i had a lot of loss in my life and each moment i mean i had that best day ever of course was like a big saying for me because i love that and uh, my husband and i who has since passed away um used to say that all the time to each other. Are we having the best day ever? Is this it? This is it. And uh, when, after he passed away, people were like, what, what is with you? And I was like, this is the best day ever. I used to wear a t-shirt, best day ever.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness, I love that.
1: You're a widow. And I was like, here I am in this moment. I cannot go back to that moment where he was standing next to me, right? I'm in this moment. And that was the big answer was they would say, why? Why do you think this is the best day ever? And for me, it really is because this is the one we have. That rainy day, that quiet playing or raucous playing, or, you know, job promotion or lack of the job promotion. These are the moments that are ours. They We mm-hmm. get to have them, you know? Yeah, so beautiful. And what a,
0: I mean, I'm so sorry for your tremendous loss, but yeah, what a basically. beautiful way to look at that.
1: Yeah, it absolutely changed my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely changed my life, and it really did change my, not just my life, because obviously... I was married, I'm not, all that stuff. But uh, also my perspective on how you go through the world. You know, I, I didn't quite, uh, I, I, I had this sense that like there are good things and there are bad things that happen, <laughs> right? And this was so profoundly not what I wanted, that um, to be able to walk through it and say, this is a good thing that I cannot see as good yet. This is a moment that has happened in my life. And if I embrace it, if I move forward, if I lean into all of the feelings, the bad feelings and the good feelings, right? If I lean into this moment of it, then I can, I can be different in the way that I walk through this and my life can be good, not just again, but throughout, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I love that image of the rainy day that your kids, you know, and there they are playing the quiet play, you know, yeah. which
0: uh, it's like it's different play, but it's really still play. It's really good. And it's so different because it's like you talk to anyone around. uh, I'm in North Carolina. We had a stretch of like just a very rainy spring. And everyone's complaining and everyone's like, oh, this and that. And my kids love rainy days. Like if it's not storming, we're out splashing in it. And I love the expression. Um, what is it? It's, it's not about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. And that's just what you described of just like, okay, I can't wait for this to go away because that piece of loss will never truly leave you. But to be able to dance in the rain, that's impressive.
1: Yeah, and to really embrace that I got to be that person. And uh, I suspect there's some correlation to that sensation of identity change with becoming a mother, that now you have this whole other world that is supposed to be fun Mm -hmm. and really sometimes isn't, right? It's, Mm -hmm. you don't get to sleep and you have to change a lot of stinky things. And you know, like there's a lot about it that is just no good. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but that who you were doesn't have to go away, does it? Mm -hmm.
0: And that spark that I had long ago when I lost it for that bit, you can, I tell people and remind people it's always there. It's just super dim. And then you light that fire again and it can come back, but it just in a different way. Like I'm not the person I was, you know, when I was single and didn't have children, I'm a completely different person now. And I think better. I think most people would agree better that now, you know, I'm just, you know, an older, better version of myself. And now I have a four and six-year-old who I get to be the mom that I want to be for them. And it doesn't mean all things are good. Obviously, motherhood is hard. And that's an understatement. Um, Sometimes motherhood (laughs) is impossible. But It's obviously the good way outweighs the bad. And those challenging moments are just kind of moments of growth and way easier said than done in a moment sometimes. But getting to have these two little humans who are crazy and quiet and emotional and just off the wall sometimes, it's life-changing in all the great ways.
1: I am fortunate to have a lot of uh, nieces and nephews grand nieces and nephews now that are that age, close to That's that fantastic. age, uh, they all just, they all got born different age nieces, but they all got born at the same, in the same years. I don't know. That wow. so was like a, a baby really convention fun. in my family. <laughs> it was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're in this space where, you know, they are in the contributing phase. Of their lives right they bring with them something that we try to squash no I'm kidding (laughs) I'm not really kidding that the world needs you know order it needs us to behave in predictable ways and that's not the most fun day ever right the most fun day ever usually has a little bit of unpredictability in it and children have this way of uh, being all in no matter what. So they're happy, they're all happy. And if they are sad, then they are never gonna get past that moment yeah. until the next one comes, right? So tell us a little bit about what can we learn from those moments? And, and in particular, when you work with moms, how do they get to, to interact with that child energy?
0: I love it because when we start to take care of ourselves, I always say that everyone else reaps the benefits of it. So say there's a day that I don't get up and take care of myself and I sleep in or I just have a rough night's sleep or God forbid the children are up at night, which is pretty common in our house at this moment. Um, and I don't get a chance to just kind of like start my day the way I want to start my day. Not only do I notice a huge difference, I know they notice a huge difference because the energy's different and vice versa. When I start the day doing something for myself, whether even if it's just a 10 minute walk, it doesn't need to be this huge ritual. But if I start the day for myself, I find myself that I have more grace for them and their say outbursts (laughs) or strong feelings that I have a lot more patience. And it's so cool to see the moms that I've worked with that have, they'll say difficult children, in the beginning and they'll be like, oh, I struggle with this. And, you know, he's just really hard or she's just very defiant. And then they start to work on themselves a little. And they're like, our relationship is better and they haven't changed. And I'm like, this is the glory of it. Like you can control how you react to it in such a better way when you're building up those emotions, those positive emotions, and that they're seeing it. So I think that trickle down effect of like, take care of mom so she can take care of everyone else is like a real understatement because your behavior and your patients, obviously they react and they know how we feel probably even well before we, that we do ourselves as mothers. They're so perceptive. I mean, they, they get it for sure. These little sponges that are running around in my house <laughs> absorbing everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But that part is just amazing to see with moms that just in its baby steps. It doesn't need to be like these massive overhaul lifestyle changes that they've lived with for decades. Just little changes here and there to start taking care of your own just mental well-being can make huge strides in how you interact with your kids and how they interact with you.
1: That's really good. I um, I really relate to this idea that you're you're getting at with we are... Our reactions are telling a story to our environment that tells our environment how to behave around us. That, Mm -hmm. you know, like these are the instructions. The instructions are treat me like I'm yelling at you, or treat me like I'm loving and caring, (laughs) right? And that we don't really get that sense when we're going through the world and we're just feeling our feelings. We're like, oh, but it was almost a problem, (laughs) right? And we make the almost a problem into something bigger. And then we think, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is really bad. You've got to change, but actually nothing was wrong and everything is okay and we're sort of giving these instructions and this is absolutely true in the boardroom as well as in the, i was just the thinking that same thing yeah it's yeah. just
0: as true with six-year-olds as it is with 56 year olds
1: <laughs> yes yes absolutely yeah yeah so can you just talk a little bit more about maybe some of the tools that you use to help people to to find that a sense with themselves that they can really have some control and some choice about how they're behaving and what, how the world is treating them or how, what the instructions are they give to the world.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And I love the expression, like control what you can control because in motherhood, there's a lot you can't control. So I try to focus on the things you can. So my program focuses on joyful movement, finding something you love to do, moving your body in some way, shape, or form every single day. It doesn't need to be hours. It can be five minutes, but finding that joyful movement that you like, that feels good in your body. And there's a million different examples. So if you don't like to do, if you don't like to run, most of us moms don't love running. Great. Let's try yoga. You don't like to do strength training. Fine. Maybe uh, a Zumba, Zumba class is good for you. There's all these different variations. People think they need to go to the gym for like an hour a day to see any results. So a lot of times as moms we're like all or nothing, I'm not gonna be able to put in an hour, I'm gonna do nothing. And I think as humans we're like that in general with things like that. So we focus on the movement, I focus on the nutritional support and moms I find that they don't wanna make one more decision. We make decisions, millions of decisions every day. So when I incorporated this nutritional support into the program, it was like the best feedback I've ever gotten. I tell you what to eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, and if you want to follow it exactly, you can, or you can pick and choose what your family will like, and it's very flexible. It's also not weird ingredients that you're never going to use again, or like 86 steps. It's simple. It's keeping it simple for moms who are busy one of the moms who I just previously worked with is um, she homeschools her three children. And she's like, this is like a homeschool curriculum. It's like a click and go. Like I pay for this, this is a click and go situation. And then I just incorporate it into my life. So I try to keep it as easy as possible. And then really the long-term goal is to make the change lifelong lasting so it's not you know all of these diet fad diet programs where it's like 30 days lose 30 pounds and then like after 30 days put all of it back on kind of thing these are lifestyle changes and mindset changes that i want to stick with you for the rest of your life and then again pass on to your kids so we focus on healthy hydration what can you do to hydrate your body the nutrition part, the movement part, and then mindfulness and meditation is a huge piece of it. So I sprinkle it in with teeny tiny little lessons of mindfulness throughout, whether you're a corporate you know, boardroom person or you're a stay-at-home mom or somewhere in between, part-time, full-time, little things that you can be mindful about through the day. And little things like when your daughter's dancing, to have the phone off and be there and watch her dancing. When you're making coffee, just make coffee. Don't also be making lunches or doing other things, just kind of being in those moments. So it can be a lifelong change that it's not at the end of these 12 weeks. Okay, I'm going to go right back to what I was doing before. Because my favorite question is, what do you like? What do you like about your day now? And it's funny because everyone has different things. They like their morning routine or they like that they're just making coffee, that their mind isn't like, oh, I got to do lunches. I got to do drop off. I have to do all the things. It's just being present with what you can be present in. That
1: is wonderful. Tell us how can uh, we are, of course, going to link it, but how can we let our audience know how to get in touch with you?
0: Well, my website is greatdaysbysarah.com and I have a Facebook group that's called Time Out for Moms. And it's all about self-care. So it's not a parenting. I get a lot of people that post parenting things when they first come in. I'm like, this isn't to do with parenting. This is just about you. This is taking care of that physical, mental, and emotional health that we need to take care of in this space. So I do free workouts, meditations. We do recipe exchanges. I just did a healthy snack night where I cooked on camera. I was like, Food Network, watch out. And I made healthy snacks for the summer. So then I gave them a recipe pack of the things that we made. And it's just an awesome group of women who are like looking to just take back that little piece of control to prioritize their own self-care. And then on Instagram, it's Great Days by Sarah also.
1: That's great. That is great. And I I do think Food Network is going to be knocking at your door any second now. (laughs) If you could only
0: see... (laughs) This other side of my kitchen, it was like everything that was on a counter is now on the other side of my kitchen. (laughs) I was like, this is life. I'm like scranning over. I'm like, and this is the rest of my kitchen. This is not what it usually looks like. (laughs) Yes, But um... it was super fun. It was a really good night. It was a lot. I liked it a lot.
1: (laughs) I love that. My husband and I used to do Sunday brunches. He had a gluten-free vegan baking mixes company. And so oh, cool. we would make things, yeah, it was amazing. And we would make things with the mixes and we would put them into meals and make them a complete idea so that somebody could see, oh, you could do that with it. You could put it with this and it would pair nicely and like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was an amazing chef. So it was oh, a- always good for me, but it was always that scenario. There was like a camera a beautiful kitchen and a complete
0: disaster area. <laughs> yes. It's the same way when I film my workouts. I like do it in my kid's nook. It's their play nook. We don't have unlimited space. So it multitasks and often I'll show, I'll scan before. I'm like, here's my set and here's everything else. <laughs> it's real life. That's what we do. Brunch sounds amazing.
1: Oh yeah. We had a great time with that. Um, Also, I love that you're really, by pulling back the curtain that way, you really give people permission to want something to come out with quality, but also to not say, this is not me saying this is how my life is. This is me saying this is how these 20 minutes are. And this is how we want to experience these 20 minutes. Yeah.
0: And with social media, I think that's so important because so many of us, especially as a new mom, you go on and you're like, Oh my goodness. Like, how are these people doing this? I was, my first daughter was born in California and we would show up to play dates and everybody was like, decked to the nines and makeup on and looked at like they had it all together. And I stroll in looking like a homeless person. And I'm like, wow, this is, what am I, what am I doing? What is happening right now? Like, why can't I seem to get it together? And social media obviously just exacerbates that feeling so much of like, why do they have it all together? And I 100% do not have it all together. Yeah.
1: None of us do. None of us do. do. We're all humans and we're just trying to bring out this piece that might be useful to other people, which sometimes can be confusing about how great we are. Um, Exactly. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming and talking to us today. You are a joyful light in the world. And I really appreciate you bringing all of this sparking energy into our podcast.
0: Thank you so much. This was so much fun. I'm so happy to connect with you.
1: Me too, thank you. I wanna also remind everybody that you can get a guide to being unbreakable if you go to unbreakable.guide. And it's a really great way to learn how to deal with some of the feelings that we go through. We all go through them, right? Anxiety, worry, stresses of all kinds. There's some practical tools that will let you do it while you're doing everything else right we're not we don't have to take two hours out to to actually adjust our mental and emotional condition so uh yeah pick that up at unbreakable.guide see you next time